Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas and welcome to another episode of the FPL Idiots. What a week for football fans. Uh, Despite Boris ruining Christmas, the football season continues to fire fixtures our way to analyse and enjoy. Some great scores and differentials this week, which demonstrates why we do this pod. Um, El Ghazi scored two goals, uh, returning 16 points against West Brom. McTominay uh, got two goals and an assist against a really poor Leeds side. And Firmino scoring an unprecedented 16 points in Liverpool's thrashing of Palace. Very well done to anyone who had any of those players. Uh, this week, we're looking at both game weeks 15 on Boxing Day and games, game week 16 uh, a few days later. Uh, so just make sure that you're not missing uh, kind of any transfer deadline days over the, the festive period. Uh, or you'll be screaming bar humbug. As always, I'm joined by Edwin, Chris and Greg. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello, mate. So let's kick off and find out how you did last week. Edwin, uh, how did you Nothing. get on? Yeah, um, not too bad, but not brilliant. Uh, it certainly wasn't a week to not own Liverpool assets, was it? And that was the position I found myself in. I did, however, pick up 70 points, albeit with a minus four. I transferred in Sun and Stones for Zaha and Reese James. It actually was a little bit fortunate. So Reese James was his injury was announced after I'd made the transfer, um, but points wise, it gave me a net score of plus four. Uh, so continuing my trend of successful transfers, even when taking a points hit, I did have a stinker captain in KDB. Uh, the last minute switch from Bruno pretty much ruined my weekend. Big fat red arrow, 240k to 500,000 overall rank. And it's amazing how 20 points can be the difference between what feels like a really good week and dropping like a stone. Uh, And talking of dropping like a stone, my differential this week, Pascal Gross, didn't even make it onto the pitch. So we don't need to talk about him. Just to confirm, is that zero points? That is zero points. Uh, I would like to say that all of you backed it as a good pick last week. I, so I, never. I was just the unfortunate schmuck that got the zero. Sorry, it's just Greg here talking. Uh, I didn't I didn't back that as a pick. I said you were reliant on him getting a penalty. That's the only way you're going to get points. I, I'm not being funny, Greg. We don't have to say that you're talking. I think uh, we all recognise that. <laughs> Those Croydon tones. <laughs> um, so, uh, sorry, sorry. It's, uh, it's, it, it's Chris talking. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just like to say it was a terrible pick and my pick did a lot better. Well, Chris, did maybe you can tell us. Yeah. How did you get on? My, my pick was uh, Ross Barkley. Um only because you all misheard me, because I actually picked Anwar El Ghazi. And my previous picks of Rafinha and Welbs have also come good recently. So there's no chance I'm going to be Idiot of the Week this week. Um, Both of those guys returning as well. And to be fair, with with Ross Barkley, right? So Dean Smith said he was ready. He was going to play. And then after the game, he says oh, I didn't want to risk Ross Barkley in the night game and in the colder weather. So I'm sorry, I didn't consider what the West Midlands temperature was going to be before making my pick of Ross Barkley. Those, those hamstrings get tight in the cold weather, don't they? Oh, I, I, I just didn't, didn't think. I should have thought, oh, God, that's, that's the night game. He's got, a, he's got an injury. West Midlands is especially cold this time of year. <laughs> Ross Barkley is not going to get a game, is he? Um, I didn't think of that. And, and my game week as well, uh, 75 points, so a little bit better than Edwin. Um, 
and again another disaster so uh, I benched Podence and played Rafinha uh, and Podence got nine points and then this week I played Podence and benched Rafinha and Rafinha got eight points so I just got those <laughs> completely the wrong way around over the last two game weeks however still got 75 points so it's not all bad and that's because I did mm. captain Bruno um, but didn't have any Liverpool players so didn't get the huge sort of 90 100 plus points that people were getting and still complaining that they didn't do so well on on Twitter um, <laughs> I also got uh, a green arrow as well which is my first one for what seems like forever and I think that's just more to do with the fact that my rank was awful to begin with. So I've gone from the 700,000 to the 600,000. We're coming back. We're coming back. Greg, how would you get on? Yeah, uh, another. It's it's getting it's really getting to me now. <laughs> another red arrow. <laughs> uh, my overall rank has gone from uh, 26,000 down to uh, 39,268. So just within the top 40k overall ranking. Um, what's even more frustrating is literally the uh, within the last five minutes before the uh, before the deadline, I took the captaincy off of uh, off of Bruno and give it to Kane. I just think Kane's, uh, he's been quite quiet for a sort of two, three weeks. Well, a couple of weeks now. Um, I know he did well against Arsenal, but since then he's not really done too much. And I was like, right, Kane's due to to bag a couple. Um, so took it off of Bruno. And yeah, Bruno obviously ended up getting 17 points. Uh, so I actually ended up on 69 points. The average was 60. So albeit I'm nine points over the average. But I guess if we look at it in context of maybe like the top 100,000 teams, I reckon their average is probably around about the 85, 90 mark. Um, so quite frustrating, uh, but we go again. I've made a couple of, I've taken a minus four already this week. Uh, we go again next week. And I was just saying that I'm very, very confident for the coming weeks. Um, touch wood. Um, as for my differential pick, Richarlison, he got, he got a bog standard two points. Um Thought he played very well against Arsenal, but once Everton, I think once uh, I think Mina got the goal to put them two one up uh, just before going in for half time, I think they kind of just did a bit of a sit back job and let Arsenal just have possession in midfield. Mm. So Richarlison was never going to bag too much in the uh, in the second half, but he looked lively and, and and I was I was watching the game and he he looked like a good pick. He just he just kind of didn't have didn't have that final that end product um so yeah just the two points from Richarlison but again I you know I stick to my guns that I think he's a good player and he's pivotal to Everton season as well so um if further down the line you're looking for a differential you know within your mini mini leagues and definitely Richarlison's up there for me Johnny how'd you get on I I, I didn't want to ask this to be honest I didn't want to ask you but go on I've got a sympathy of violins here for you guys um I don't know if I should play those now but yeah I'll, I'll leave that for now and uh, just talk about how how well I did um, getting 94 points. Um, and, and yeah, but going, coming up a few places, um, so 400,000 overall. But yeah, like Chris, I was pretty far behind. And, and yeah, I've just got to thank uh, the naysayers who took Salah out. Um, so yeah, I've, I had Salah, Fernandez, uh, Wilson as well, who, who returned Grealish. Um, yeah, just all the, the big bad party boys who, um, yeah, finally, finally came Keeping up. Keeping Wilson, Johnny. I, Oh, um, yes, because I'm building towards a, the blank week, so I need to have a Newcastle player. Oh, yeah. um, out this week. You, so you're, you're, build, you're, you're building towards a game week with Wilson, but what about yes, the, ooh, so, you're not going to take him out and then put him back in? Uh, no, I'm going to keep him for now. Um, so I've got uh, Watkins and, and, and Calvert Lewin as well. Um, so he, he just can, he can just sit on the bench. Um, and, my, and my midfield is it's just a powerhouse of. Um, 
like Bruno, De Bruyne, Salah, Grealish, uh, and then Click, who I, who I'm going to transfer out, I think, this week or next week. Um, so I'm pretty happy with my team at the moment. Um, yeah, as I said, I'm building towards the blank week, so we'll see uh, see how that strategy goes. Um, I haven't got any Spurs players apart from uh, Reglion in defence, so I'm a bit concerned about that. So it might be a Son or a, or a Kane coming in at some point. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Um, by differential, Jack Harrison. Um, I was really hopeful for this. It looked like there was going to be tons of goals in the game. Uh, obviously, United were just the um, the ones scoring them all. Um, and what was really frustrating was Jack Harrison had uh, basically an open goal right at the last minute, um, and he and he scuffed it wide with his left foot. Um, you could have put your house on him scoring it, but unfortunately, it was just one of them weeks. And yeah, the bog's down to two points, unfortunately. Um, so that does mean that myself and Greg. Uh, win the week or tie the week, um, but it feels kind of feels dirty given the the you know, the scores that were kind of thrown out there. So I think what we're going to do is going to veto this week and move on to next week, um, and, and not kind of to keep track of this one because yeah, it was just an, an appalling performance. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I definitely think veto this week. <laughs> it's a, it's a bad pick for everyone. Let's just ignore the fact that two of us picked a lad who didn't even play a minute, and let's <laughs> yeah, move I'm... on to the next game week. I agree with you, Johnny. Good decision. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to jump in there. Um, I've been idiot of the week twice. I'd very much like to give it to a couple of guys who picked players that definitely didn't even step foot on the pitch. Unfortunately, uh, sorry, Chris speaking again. Uh, You've been overruled. Okay, fine. We'll move on to next week. So on to this week's differentials. Uh, first, we'll cover game week fifteen uh, and our choices. And I'll let Edwin. You can go first. Thanks, mate. I am going to kick this week off with Gilfie Sigurdsson. Mm. He is one point one percent owned. He is a measly six point eight mil, and he is up against the woeful Sheffield United. He's averaged seven per game in his last three, having played against Chelsea, Leicester and Arsenal. He's on pens, as we saw against Chelsea. He's on corners, as we saw in his assist against Arsenal. And Sheffield United have the third worst defence in the league. They've also given away four penalties this season, second only to Fulham, who have given away five. So it's a set-piece based pick. And I think there's a very slim chance... Um, that he's not going to return. There is a slight risk that Hammers could be back, um, but I th- based on what Ancelotti said so far, it doesn't look likely that he'll be back in time for Boxing Day. So I'm pretty confident that A, he'll start, and B, that he'll return. I'm just hoping and, um... for uh, another Pascal Gross situation and he, and he doesn't play. <laughs> another another set-piece man that you chose and uh, fails to turn up in the game week. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the only chance of it not being a, a, a good pick. Then. But yeah, since the, since the Luca Dean injury, he's taken every, every set-piece that's going. So uh, And yeah, Sheffield United are terrible. So I'd always, I'd always back a pick against them. So yeah, it's fair enough. I do like it. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it as well, I think. Edwin's just asked Santa for loads of penalties in a Premier League for Christmas. <laughs> That's what he's asked for. Uh, but no, 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 I like it. He's uh, yeah, he's a good player. And again, I think on loads of set piece, on all of the set pieces for Everton, it'd be it's a good pick. I like it. But yeah, if Hammers is back, then it might be a bad pick. Yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight um, with United and Everton and, and what the lineups up for that. Yeah, and um, see if he's included in that because that's a lot of game time for a player. 
um, over the next few days. I don't know if there's any rotation risk there. Yeah, I mean, if he gets injured tonight, then we already know I'm going to be the laughing stock of the next podcast, and I've made my peace with that. The one thing I will say, <laughs> even if Thomas is back, then it could be the case that Awobi gets rotated out. So there is a silver lining if if the worst case scenario occurs. Yeah. Right, Chris. Let's uh, move on to your differential pick for game week 15. It's an easy one for me. I've just gone for the, the guy I picked in the last game week as well, Ahmed Al-Ghazi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? <Wow. laughs> Uh, it must be your Maltese accent. Yeah, though, it's, yeah it's, it's, the, it's the Maltese accent, I think, it's throwing you all off. But just to be 100%, this week I'm going for El Ghazi. <laughs> yeah, spell that out for us. Uh, um, but yeah, you've got you've got to pick this guy. He's in the form of his life. Um, if you He is uh, 0.5% selected by. He's a cost of 5.7 mil. So he's really cheap. And if you haven't got Grealish like me, uh, I think he's a really good cheap alternative um, to him. Um, and I think actually he can put up very similar numbers to Jack Grealish, at least in the short term, um, before uh, Dean Smith might mix it around with all the different options that they've got going forward. But in terms of stats, in the last two games, he's had 16 shots in the last two game weeks. He's put nine of them on target. So he's very busy and also quite lethal when, when in front of goal. He's on penalties. So you've got a midfielder who's on penalties. Um, and when Villa have got the likes of Grealish, McGinn, Traore, the chance of them getting penalties, I think, increases. They've also had two penalties in the last two games. So the chances of El Ghazi um, getting returns, I think, improves greatly. Uh, they're playing Palace, who have just shipped seven against Liverpool, so might be feeling a bit down uh, over Christmas. Um, I know when Southampton shipped loads against Leicester, they had a bit of a resurgence. But again, on the flip side, if Villa score an early goal, I could just imagine the floodgates opening again for, for Palace and them conceding a few. Uh, the last three games, he scored seven, three and 16. Mm. So he's a man in form. And I, I, I think there's no, I think it's one of the safest picks I've done all season. I mean, you've got to get on El Ghazi if you can. Wow. Are you, so if, if you were Dean Smith, who, who are you starting? Because obviously you're, you're, you are relying on El Ghazi kind of uh, taking the place of Barkley or Bertrand Traore or, or you know, Grealish even. Uh, who, who are your, who's your perfect uh, free behind the striker? I don't think he changes it. They, they can't after the uh, after the, the win against uh, West Brom in the local derby. So for this game week, there's no chance El Ghazi's getting dropped. Um, you can, I will back it, back my, by I will back my, back my pick. Um, he will play. I think El Ghazi will play on the left. I think uh, Grealish will behind, play behind the striker. I think Traore will play on the right. Uh, Watkins will stay up front, although his place is a little bit at risk, I think, for me, because he hasn't returned in a while. Uh, so they could always move El Ghazi to up front um, if they want to try and get Barkley back into the starting eleven. Um, but for this game week, yeah, he'll play the same team. Uh, I think Barkley could come on um, because it's not a night game in the West Midlands. So uh, <laughs> I think he could get he could get a few minutes. Um, but El Ghazi, I think, will play the vast majority of the game. And as I said, with the, the penalties a high chance of them get at Villa getting them. I think it's a solid pick. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, mate. Edwin speaking here, just so you know. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's, he's a good pick. Absolutely. So busy, loads of shots, big attacking threat. The only thing I'll say, Palace have only given away one penalty all season. So if you're purely relying on that, I, I don't... As if you found that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just had it in my back pocket, mate, ready. But to be fair, um, I think we've been visiting the same websites because I knew how many Villa had, had, had won all season and they'd got two and two. So, 
Um, I think but, you yeah, knew my line of uh, line of thought. Yeah. Other than that, mate, solid pick for sure. He's he's frustrating, though, isn't he? He, he can be. He can. Like, be. Don't get me wrong. He, he he's returned over the last two game weeks, but if you look at his the amount of goals he's scored versus shots that he's had, oh, he could have uh, had about twenty odd points each game week. Hence so why I picked him. Yeah, no, no. Like again, it's, <laughs> it is a good pick. I'm just putting a just putting a bit of an honest opinion out there. But he's if he was in my team, he would frustrate me so much. But no, good pick, mate. No more than Watkins. yeah. What yeah, Watkins should be nowhere near he, anyone's team. He is useless. He's such a bad <laughs> footballer. He's so bad. Go <laughs> well, on, Greg. You, you, t- you tell oh, us. Oh, if, you, if you're talking about a good footballer, you're talking about Bernardo Silva, aren't you? Obviously, uh, the f- forgotten man at Manchester City. Uh, he played the full ninety against Southampton. Uh, similar to El Ghazi, he had a hatful of chances that uh, KDP, uh, KDB put on a plate for him. But um, but yeah, um, I, I don't know why he just hasn't... I, I know he's had a few injuries, but he hasn't been returning much this season when he has played. But, um, you know, as from, for, for an attacking midfielder who's owned by 0.5 teams and he's, over, he's only... Uh, price, his price is only over 7 million, so 7.4. Um, I think he's an absolute bargain uh, for an attacking midfielder. Um and I just, I think he's going to return. To be completely honest with you, um, yeah, as a you know, as a differential, he's he's definitely going to come good sooner rather than later. And then playing Newcastle at home, if he gets picked in that starting eleven, uh, I honestly think this could be sort of five or six nil uh, frustratingly because I haven't got any uh, Man City players in my team. But yeah, uh, Bernardo Silva is my pick for this week. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've been doing some incredibly poor picks recently, so. You know, it makes sense to go for a lad who started five games all season, uh, <laughs> played played 90 minutes three times all season and is actually allergic to shooting. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that chance was so strange, wasn't it? When he was through and on goal and he crossed it into Mares or something like that. It was, it was the weirdest. Crossed it into Mares, who might as well have been on the touchline. And he's one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Um, don't understand it. Um, I have doubts whether he plays. I can't. If if I have doubts if he can find any consistent form, um, I have doubts that he will ever find his right foot, uh, and I have really strong doubts that he will ever shoot again. So apart from that, I think it's a really solid pick this week. Greg. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. I mean, for, for a guy saying I have doubts if he's going to start, a guy who picked Bark Barkley last week. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. We've, take we've it already to heart. put a line under last game week. Oh, he's right, put a line okay. under it. You know, we move on. <laughs> okay. Well, Bernardo Silva's Bernardo Silva's my man. So uh, we'll go from there. We'll see. We'll see in a few more days how he how he performs. I'm, I'm just going to definitely some more. credibility to uh, Chris's uh, ideas here or his, his mindset, which is Bernardo Silva has got no more than three points for the entirety of the season. No goals. No assists. He's only what I can describe as a waste man. For 7.4 million, you could probably get Grealish against Palace. This is the worst pick so far. I can't wait for him to score. Honestly, I'm going to go mental (laughs) when he scores. Well, speaking of City players, um, we'll come on to to my pick. And again, I've I've gone a bit rogue uh, with Phil Foden. Um, So he's currently priced at 6.3, so instantly cheaper than uh, that Bernardo Silva pick. Uh, And selected by 3.7% of players. So my thinking is that Pep likes to play Foden against weaker Premiership teams, um, which we've seen kind of time and time again this season. Like Greg says, Man City are playing Newcastle. So I can see Foden playing this game. 
Um, although he played midweek, and he, I think he got, he, he got an assist against um, whoever they played in the he league. Scored against Arsenal. Arsenal. Uh, yeah, he scored. I scored. Okay, well, yeah, I didn't watch the rest of, the rest of that game, but um, yeah, uh, that, that's just. I, I think he's kind of Pep's going to give him the chance against Newcastle to kind of show what he's made out of. Um, I can see Sterling maybe being rested for that game, um, kind of in, in preparation for the next game week um, where they have Everton. Um, so yeah, Phil Foden for me, and I think that's a better pick than uh, yeah Bernardo Silva as a risk for the Man City. We've been doing some incredibly poor picks recently, so it makes sense for you to go for a lad who started five games all season, played <laughs> ninety minutes only three times all season, uh, and is allergic to shooting nearly. Um, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Was that was a in the words of Craig David, it was a re rewind. Whatever I've said about Bernardo, I'll say it again about Pope. Phil Foden. It's a complete potluck pick if he starts. Um, if if he does, he could do well. But it's on that Pep roulette. It's uh, it's got such a high chance of failing. It's such a risky pick. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, he played the league cup. He's probably not going to play the league. It's just as simple as that. So, on to game week 16. Uh, you'll only have to wait a few hours uh, until the next set of fixtures after game week 15. Uh, so, we thought we would include our differentials here as we have better things to do on the 27th, uh, like celebrate Christmas, etc. Um, so, we'll move on to the differentials and I'm going to pick Greg to go first this time. Uh, yeah, I'll happily kick things off. Uh, so, I've gone for Anthony Martial, as my differential uh, in game week 16. Uh, So having looked at recent form, uh, he's played the full 90 uh, for the past couple of games. He returned 10 points against Sheffield United and he returned 12 against Leeds. Um, I think Manchester United, as as much as I hate to admit it, uh, they're really coming into their own in terms of an attacking force. Defensively, they're still a little bit all over the place. Um, but yeah, in terms of attacking, I, I, I kind of think that, you know, they're always going to score two or three goals. And and with Martial's position that he plays, um, I think he's always going to be close to getting a goal or an assist. So definitely in an attacking return from him. Um, yeah, and kind of his fixture is, is against Wolves at home. Um, having watched Wolves uh, a couple of nights ago uh, against Burnley, uh, mm. he Wolves were... Wolves could have conceded about three or four goals against Burnley. Um, and that's saying something because Burnley are, are absolutely well. They've been toothless up front all season. Um, so so I, I fancy uh, Manchester United to, to fill their pockets against Wolves. He's owned by 3.8% of teams and he's £8.7 million. So although he's probably a little bit more pricey than the likes of Calvert-Lewin, um, uh, Calvert-Lewin, Bamford, etc., you know, he's definitely a differential that, that I would have in mind uh, with, with a few nice game weeks coming up. You're you're right with Wolves looking poor. Um, and I would say specifically, Nelson Semedo looks poor. Um, he has looked awful in the last few games for Wolves. So if I was a Premier League footballer, I'd be floating out to that left-hand side and getting joy against that Semedo as much as I can. He gave away the penalty against Villa. Against Burnley, Charlie Taylor got an assist because Semedo was the highest man up front. Uh, at the time and could, didn't yeah. work back to try and cover him. 
Um, Martial floats out to the left, so it's a good pick um, because he might play a little bit against Tomato. I would go for Luke Shaw. I'd go for Tellez. Probably go for Dan James if he was playing on the left-hand <laughs> side against uh, <laughs> against Nelson Tomato. So uh, he's that bad and has such poor positional sense. That I'd, yeah, just Martial's a good pick. What, what are we thinking about uh, Martial's form so far this season? Uh, it's been particularly poor uh, start to the season for the French. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm. His start to the season was definitely poor, but um, I think kind of game weeks uh, 10 to 12, he didn't really play. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I feel like with strikers, um, they're definitely form players uh, and, and confidence is key for them. So looking at game week 13 and 14, and hopefully he provides uh, some sort of return in 15. So if, you, if you're going into that Wolves game off the back of three good game weeks, uh, that's all that matters. Anything before that, it really, really doesn't matter. Yeah, and I, you know, your previous Man United asset up front was uh, lying down, <laughs> lying down <laughs> looking at the ground on the halfway line uh, when goals went in. And Martial's been a lot more involved in that. So, uh, yeah, it's a better pick. <laughs> Greenwood actually played a big role in that goal, but um, he's also a good pick as well. And, I, you know, I, I stick by it. At least he got on the pitch. At least he got on the pitch and played some minutes. <laughs> The only hesitation I have with Martial is that although his stats are good, when you watch him play, it just feels like he's not always in control of the ball. So a couple of those assists that um, you referenced in his last couple of game weeks just came from him miscontrolling it and then Rashford just getting away a pot shot and scoring. So I'm always a little bit anxious that although the stats look good, he himself is not that fantastic of a player. But you can't deny the fact that going up against Semedo is, is always going to be a good choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I to be fair, Ed, I agree. Uh, he's not a good player. He really isn't. But um, but yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going on form. Um, and, you know, I think he's a type of player. He's a little bit like Mane at Liverpool where he'll, he'll go on a run of sort of six to seven games where he does really, really well and outscores everyone. I can't believe what I'm hearing here. Martial's not a good player. He's not, he's not player. a good player. But, he, he, but like I said, he'll, he'll go... He'll go He'll go on, yeah. He'll go on runs where he'll, you know, he'll have five games with back to back to back to back to back uh, returns. He, he, he looks. He, yeah. Some some weeks he can look like a worldie, and other weeks he looks terrible. He's very up. He's playing player. up front. He's playing up front, and he's when he was most effective it was when he was on the left uh, when Rashford wasn't there. Um, but I, I think he's a great player. The, my, I think he's a great pick as well. Um, but yeah, my only concern would be the number of games United have got in that short period. And Leicester, uh, kind of two days before. Um, so hopefully, there's not too much rotation. Cavani might be knocking on the door. I don't know, but I, I think you'd probably see some success against Wolves. I think if you if, if Greg had said that Martial pick about three, four week game weeks ago, you would have called it a terrible pick. And that just sums up Martial. He's just completely up and down. Um, but I've, I agree with the pick now because it does look like he's finding form. So go on, Chris. What's your what's your differential then? Oh, is he back? He's worth 9.3 million and selected by 4.2% of people. Um, a couple of weeks ago, again, like Martial, if you'd said, uh, if I'd said that pick, you would have called me daft. But now it could even be more of a safer pick than El Ghazi, um, who I've picked for the last two weeks. Um, I'm picking Roberto Firmino. Um, You're daft. Uh, <laughs> I, I, be- I believe in Firmino again. Um, since that Jota injury, the last two games, he scored nine and 16 points. Um, but the biggest thing for me was that dink finish over Guaita against Palace in the, in the last game uh, that I saw him. Um, in game week four, he had a very similar chance against Palace and hit it straight at Martinez. Uh, looks to be a lot more confident now. Um, and perhaps now with no Jota around, the pressure's off. 
uh, and he can find some form again. Also, uh, Thiago is back in training for Liverpool, so I don't expect Thiago to start game week 15, but I think he will get a start in game week 16 against Newcastle, which again alleviates the, the playmaking from Firmino. He doesn't have to do that as much. He can just focus on playing up front uh, where he can be a much bigger FPL asset. He's away to Newcastle, who we've all been targeting with our picks recently because they're really struggling. Um, they're struggling with COVID. Uh, they won't have LaSalle or Maximan back. Uh, they looked really poor against Fulham. Um, and by this time, it'll be their fifth game in 15 days for a stretch squad that is struggling. Um, I expect them to be tired and I expect Liverpool to blitz them. Um, Liverpool also uh, have the most gaps in between games of any Premier League team over the Christmas period. So they'll be rested and stocked up uh, with injured players coming back. So I just think Firmino is going to return big in that game in game week 16. I think he might, mate, I think he might get rotated. With who? Origi. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to pick Divock Origi, am I, as my differential? <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm, I'm going to go but, with right, Roberto well, Firmino. Well, I'm just saying, in recent weeks, they've rested Mane and mm. they've rested Salah. Um, Jota's obviously ill. Well, when is he back from injury? It's, it's obviously later, later in January, February, isn't weeks, it? But yeah, um, yeah so I, I just think he will get rotated at, at some point over Christmas. He he won't start a game. I'm not saying it's going to be that game week, but I just think at some point he will get rotated. Yeah. I, I think this is a, maybe this, this is a statement you could make for every single one of our picks because the truth is we don't know the lineups of game week 15. We don't know who's played. We don't know who's going to need a rest. I think every single one of our picks is going to end up being a rotation risk. So I don't think Firmino is any more likely than than any of the others, although perhaps Johnny's pick, and we'll come on to that in a little while. Um, but the, the one thing I will say about Firmino is... I'd find him difficult to get into my team because he's a striker and because he's nine and a half million. The only way to get him in is to drop Kane um, for, for the majority of teams or to drop Vardy. And I just, I can't see anyone having the spare funds without transferring out a midfielder. And then you've got to take a minus four to get him in. So strategy wise, yeah. it's not a pick that will work for many teams, but mm. the pick itself I think is good. Yeah, I mean, if you've got if you're ranked six hundred thousandth like I am, and you want to take a bit of a risk, then then and, and you're not you're not hesitant on taking minus fours from your previous game weeks can show, um, then then you you might want to go for Firmino. Cool. Uh, on to Edwin. Sure thing. Um, I'm I'm slightly regretting my pick already, if I'm honest, because. <laughs> <laughs> Simply because Leeds have not kept a clean sheet in probably about six or seven game weeks. And this is the kind of player that is purely reliant on clean sheets. But I'm going for Leeds and I'm going for their right back, Ailing. Um, I've got faith that actually this is the game they're going to keep a clean sheet. They're up against West Brom and that fat walrus of a manager is so defensive. <laughs> he's not going to be able to stop the rot instantly. I think they'll be knackered having just played Liverpool two days rest before then coming up against Leeds, who are also, you know, full press and, and high energy. Um, I can just see West Brom being overwhelmed and not offering much attacking threat. So that's why I've gone for a very rogue uh, Luke Ayling. You know he plays centre-back. Oh, does he? Right? Brilliant. Even better. <laughs> oh, God, this is brilliant. This is idiot of the week already. <laughs> so not, not, not only did you, not, did you pick a Leeds player and it wasn't Rafinha, 
You've also selected a defender for the team who've conceded the most Premier League goals so far this season. Yeah, up against the team that have scored the least. So something's got to give, right? Uh, something's <laughs> got to give, yeah, but well, it's I, a risk. I'm trying to think of something good. I'm trying to think of something good <laughs> to, say, to make Edwin's Christmas, but I really am struggling with that. Pete. The guy can't even shoot either. He's had so many opportunities. Johnny, you've got him in your team. There. <laughs> I know. I, I can't get him out. <laughs> he's only worth four point five, and that's been his price all yeah. year. Yeah, I could add um, four point so five million, and owned by just three point seven percent of teams. So cheap, cheap way of getting a, a guaranteed clean sheet for the first week ever. Well, it, mm. four point five. He's not cool. someone like Walker Peters. Not four point five. Oh, he's four point seven. Yeah. All those 4.5 players have performed well have actually got their price. This is is the beginning of his renaissance. So, you know, get on board before the price rises. (laughs) Let's let's hear about your pick so we can have another laugh. Okay. I I mean, I've immediately... I've just seen... I've just uh, been... I've just logged on to Fantasy Football just before this. uh, And I've seen a big red flag (laughs) against my player. (laughs) (laughs) With an expected back day on the 3rd of Jan. Uh, Who is it? Um, and I just, so mine is it's Zajek um, for Chelsea. And uh, just on my search as well, I managed to pull up Pulisic, who, who uh, equally could have been picked and, and actually is fit. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Zajek. So is he the same, is he, is he the same player as Ziyech? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Ziyech then. <laughs> Is it didn't didn't Zycheck play oh, tennis? Yeah. <laughs> Crycheck. I'm thinking of Crycheck, sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. ZH. ZH is He's injured. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Z-H Z-H injured. <laughs> he's injured, he's eight million he and play. he's a stupid pick. <laughs> I think he's got a great delivery, he's got a high chance of assist, he's on most set pieces. I did look at uh, Ben uh, Dinnerly earlier and he did say he's back at training at the moment and he's only a week off uh, and that was three hours ago today um, and obviously yeah, that week being being the 30th uh, before <laughs> past this game week so even then <laughs> let's hope that he's icing that hamstring as, as we speak um, and we uh, he might just sneak into the matchday squad and come off the bench for a point. That's what you uh, want from a pick crossed. isn't it Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully he'll come off the bench for five minutes and get me a point but uh, I just I think you yeah. just listened to my uh, my Barkley pick and thought oh yeah I'll have a bit of that I need to give you guys a bit of a chance because I am storming ahead uh, of the league table um, at the moment so I thought i will give you guys a little chance to catch up yeah I mean on, on that note we're going to stick the table up on uh, on our Twitter so give us a follow and you can stay updated with, uh, with all the points we're scoring and, and who's ahead Johnny is still living off his uh, first week pick of Mares where he got 21 points I think it was and uh, he's done nothing since Okay so to sum up for game week 15 if you want a penalty lad in the form of his life you go for El Ghazi, if you want an Icelandic whip man you go for Sigurdsson and if you want to spin me right round baby right round on that Pep roulette you go for Bernardo (laughs) or Phil Foden (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Game week 16 you want a player on a resurgence with a bit of Samba flair, you go for Roberto Firmino. If you want a defender in the team who's conceded the most goals in the Premier League, you go for Ailing. If you want a green arrow because they're playing Semedo, you go for Martial. And if you want the lad with a Ross Barkley injury record, you go for Zajcek. 
I mean ZH. You go for ZH. So that concludes the final episode of the FPL Idiots for the year 2020. As always, if you'd like to get in touch, then you can find us on Twitter at the FPL Idiots. Uh, We'd love to get any of your questions uh, or feedback on the podcast. Uh, And I guess the final thing for me to say this year is have a great Christmas and we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening. That concludes another episode of the FPL Idiots. Thanks for listening. As always, you can tune in. Ah, fuck. That concludes another episode of the. That concludes another episode of the FPL Idiots. Thanks for listening. So that concludes another episode of the FPL Idiots. Thanks for for listening. Uh, If you wanted to get in touch uh, with any of the idiots, then please find us at on Twitter. That concludes another episode of the FPL Idiots. If you want to get in touch, then please. So that concludes another episode of the FPL Idiots. If you want to get in touch with any of the uh, the idiots and you want have any questions about your team or whatnot, then please get in touch on Twitter at the FPL Idiots. Until next time, hope. So that concludes another episode of the FPL Idiots. As always, you can find us on Twitter at the FPL Idiots. Uh, if you want to get in touch with any questions, any transfers or I just want to give uh, us to review your team, then please do get in touch. Uh, we'll be releasing more pods as the fixtures come through, uh, now that uh, one of us has had COVID and recovered. Um, so, yeah, tune in, and we'll catch you next week. See you then.